Hello everyone and welcome to the Nisa Day FC Podcast. I'm Josh Taylor and on today's episode, we'll catch you up on all the action from the final weekend of regular season play in the Nisa League to conclude week 30. And we'll catch you up on the latest news around the league as well as what's going on in Nisa Nation and take a look at the third round of U.S. Open Cup qualifying for the 2024 tournament to see if the Temecula FC can book a spot to the final round of qualifying. And for my final thoughts, I'll preview the lone regular season finale in the Nisa League matchup on Wednesday as January FC hosts Club de Leon. So that's all we got coming up on the show and more. So stay tuned, guys, because here we go. Another good show coming up right now. Welcome back to the show, guys. I know it's been a couple weeks since our last episode. I've been very busy working at the mall over in Rosemont with all the crazy hours we've been getting over there as we get ready for the holiday season over there. And, of course, in Naperville, I've been very busy at NCTV 17 covering high school soccer and football. And I got volleyball later this week, but we had – I was going to do a show this past weekend, like before the weekend matches, to, but I had to prepare for covering high school soccer. We had a playoff soccer game this past Saturday. I was covering for NCU 17 for Naperville North against Plainfield East High School. So I was busy covering soccer. So that's why I delayed the show till record on a Sunday, and we will post the show on a Monday. So... This is where we're at now that we finished up the weekend matches for week 30 in the NISA League. So let's get right to it. We're going to start with the midweek matches from early last week. We had two games last Wednesday. Club de Leon FC 0, Michigan Stars FC 4. It was the Leon Marriage Show in this one. He scored two goals in this match to Move him up in the lead for the Nisa Golden Boot Race. Uh, he scored in the 12th and 78th minute in that match. So after the conclusion of that game, of course, Leon Marich was leading with 14 goals, while Marcus Nagelside had 13 goals. Hunter Olsen and Thomas Reineke were the other goal scorers for the Stars, and that win move the Stars to the number two spot in the NISA table. And for Club de Leon, that loss pretty much set up the situation where if you're going to make the playoffs, you have to win your final two games. Uh, If they finish tied on points with City Union, they were not going to win that goal differential battle. So that's what it's set up for Club de Leon. We'll talk about that second match a bit later. Now, the other match that happened last Wednesday, Savannah Clovers FC, they defeated the Maryland Bobcats FC 2-0 for Savannah Clovers. uh, They got two goals in that win over the Bobcats from Mikael Green and Alex Aredes. So, big win for the Clovers because that win was their first win 
since August 12th. So it had been a, a while for the Clovers, but they finally get a win. For the Maryland Bobcats, they knew going into this game, no matter if they won, loss, or got a tie, they were going to be stuck in that fifth spot in the table where Nisa. So the Bobcats played some players that didn't play a lot during the regular season. They had a different backup goalkeeper in there as well, not Alex Sutton. He was not in that goal for the Bobcats. So Alex KL decided to put some of the young players out there, get some reserve players out there, some minutes. So the Bobcats, like I said, that's how they finished their regular season as they now get ready to go on the road for their quarterfinal matchup in the playoffs later this week. Now let's talk about the weekend matches. We had three matches that happened yesterday. Let's start with the big one. Savannah Clovers FC 3, Chattanooga FC 2. Wow, this was a really good game. I didn't get a chance to watch it as I was in the studio while this game was going on. Finish up editing my highlights from the soccer game at the cover. But I was following up on my phone what's going on. And wow, crazy. Back and forth game between these two sides. Marcus Nagelstad, he scored the first goal in the match. And that was huge because for Nagelstad, that tied him up with Marich for the Michigan Stars as they both have 14 goals in the Nisa Golden Boot Race for the regular season. So that was a big deal. Alejandro Cruz, he gets one back for the Clovers. So we are tied 1-1 going into halftime. In the second half, Jesus Ibarra, he scored to put the boys in blue black in front for Chattanooga FC in the 52nd minute. And then Joel Bunting, he scored the equalizing goal in the 63rd minute for the Clovers. So... As I mentioned, 2-2 tie, you're thinking it's probably going to end in a draw between these two sides. And then the game changed in the 79th minute as Colin Stripling gets sent off with a red card in the 79th minute. And the Clovers get awarded a penalty kick. So we have a penalty kick situation in the 80th minute. Zach Hargreaves steps up and he buries it to put the Clovers ahead 3-2 and... That's how the result would, or that match, excuse me, would end with the Clovers getting a 3 2 win over the top team in Nisa, Chattanooga FC. And for the Clovers, they conclude their inaugural season with back to back wins. So they finished the season strong on a high note. So congrats to the Clovers on, you know, I've noticed season probably didn't go the way. They may have liked, you know, a roller coaster season up and down, but as an expansion side, hey, you got through it. And uh, the Clovers, you know, it'd be interesting to see what they do during the offseason. But, hey, the most important thing is you finish the season strong. You're not going to be in last place. So that's good for Chattanooga FC. As you mentioned, similar to the Bobcats, they had already wrapped up the number one spot in the table for Nisa. They already knew they got to buy in this to the semifinals. They have one more game on Wednesday against Club Leon at home at Fort Finley. So Club or Chattanooga FC, they're just trying to 
get through <clears throat> that regular season and, and just get ready for the playoffs. You know, that's what they're really focusing on. They want to do better this time around. I like what happened last year where they got bounced in the semifinal. And like I said, this is kind of like a revenge tour for Chattanooga FC. They got some unfinished business. And I know for them, Coach Ryan Wood, they want to have that team focus and get ready to put on a strong performance in the playoffs so they can host that final and try to win it in Nisa. So that was the first game. Um, the second game we had on the schedule was Club Leon and the Michigan Stars FC round two. And for Club Leon, well, second time around this week did not go much better for them. They lost 2 nothing to the Stars. Their Stars get another shutout against Club Leon with goals from Hunter Olsen and Garrett Hogman. And with that win, that clinches the number two seed for the Michigan Stars and a first-round bye into the semifinals in the NISA playoffs. So Chattanooga FC, who we just spoke about, they are the number one team. The Michigan Stars FC will be the number two team. So both those teams will get a bye into the semifinal round. As for a club they own, well, I said it earlier, after they lost to the Stars earlier this past week, they had to win their last two games, and they get another loss. And with that result, Club Leon has been eliminated from playoff contention. And with that result, it also helps City Union as they booked that final playoff spot. And for City Union, you know, it was a tough second season for them, but they, after a slow start, got some big wins, kind of was up and down towards the end, down the stretch, but they held on to that sixth spot and were able to book that final playoff spot. So congrats to their head coach, Jordan Sullivan, and Mark Washoe, and the supporters for City Union. You, After finishing the bottom of the table last season, you make the playoffs this year. So I would say for City Union, a big improvement for them, and we'll wish them luck in the playoffs as they will head out west. And we will talk about the playoff matches in the new segment later in the show. Now, let's focus on the last match here of the night for the matches that were concluded on Saturday. LA Force shut out Gold Star FC 3-0 for the LA Force. This win books them the third seed in the NISA playoffs. And that result also means for Albion San Diego, who did not play this past weekend, they are going to be in the fourth spot. Now, for Albion, they'll still host a home playoff game and they will take on the Maryland Bobcats. But for LA Force, 3-0 win. Uh, Francis Avache, he scored two goals in this match. And Moja Hale, he scored the other goal for the Force to defeat Gold Star. 3-0. Now for the Force, that win keeps their unbeaten streak at home. LA Force, they have not lost a game at home all season. They've been unbeaten in 12 matches. So... Very impressive for LA Force. Uh, I know they're at Championship Stadium. That's their home stadium for this year. But, hey, the fact that they didn't lose any games at home, I mean, got to give the Force, Matt Morris, their head coach, and that squad some credit there. And LA Force, is, I'm going to be interested to see how they're going to do in the playoffs. You know, I know they didn't make it last year, but this year they are back in it. And we'll see. They're going to 
take on City Union in their playoff match later this week. So that'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. But for LA Force, they did what they had to do, and they're in the playoffs. And for Gold Star, well, oh man, for Gold Star, this means that their inaugural season will end on a 16-match winless streak. Wow. Uh, Gold Star, they have not won a game since their home opener, their first home game in the regular season back on June 24th, beating the Bobcats. So they just, we obviously hear of all the stories about what that team's been dealing with off the field and, uh, you know, not a way you want to finish season, but 16-game winning streak, that's how it ends for Gold Star. And I think the biggest surprise for, I, I know Gold Star made some noise early in the season and some changes happened in the middle of the season where it just didn't go the way they wanted to go for them. And, you know, we talked about some of the off-season, or off-season, off-the-field issues they've had, and now their steam project got scrapped. So who knows what's going to happen with Gold Star moving forward during the off-season. And I think for Nisa, that's been a bit of a surprise. All the expansions that came in this league, Club Leon, Savannah Clovers, and Gold Star, they all finished in the bottom of the table of this regular season. Even though, as I mentioned, Savannah Clovers, you know, they did finish season strong. But still, with Nisa, you would usually expect one of the expansion teams, because we've had multiple expansion teams come in the last few years, to try to finish last year with Syracuse, Pulse, uh, we did not have a playoff the season before, and but normally that had been the trend. And this year, we do not have any of the expansion teams, Savannah Clovers, Club Leon, or Gold Star FC, make the playoffs. As you guys now know, for the regular season, we have one more game left on Wednesday between Chattanooga FC and Club Leon, but as a table. Currently stands Chattanooga FC with one game remaining. They lead with 49 points. Already booked the number one seed. We'll have a bye to the semifinals. Michigan Stars FC is the number two, number two spot, 46 points. They already clinched a bye to the semifinals as well. The LA Force will finish as the number three seed. They have 44 points. Albion San Diego is in fourth with 41 points. Maryland Bobcats is in fifth with 36 points. And City Union gets in that final playoff spot as the number six seed with 27 points. Club Leon FC with one game remaining, but even if they win that game, it will not be enough. They are in seventh place with 23 points. Savannah Clovers finishes the season, their inaugural season, in eighth place with 19 points. And Gold Star FC Detroit will finish at the bottom of the table with 12 points. All right, everyone, that concludes the recap for week 30 in the NISA League. Now let's catch up on all the latest news. All right, everyone, let's get into the news around NISA. And let's talk about the fight that happened 
that we now have seen their ramifications from that brawl in Michigan on Thursday, October 12th, between the LA Force and the Michigan Stars. After the Stars won that match 1-0, the league posted a press release early this week announcing that after an investigation involving video review and interviews, the National Independent Soccer Association announced that they have suspended players and coaches from the LA Force and the Michigan Stars FC for their roles in the post-match fight on October 12th. Each club was also fined, and its suspensions will include the playoffs and will carry over to the 2024 season. Now for the LA Force, Bruno Costa, who was an assistant coach, he got suspended for two matches. Diego Castillas, who was a midfielder, he got suspended for three matches. And for the Michigan Stars, Remy Tuzafor, who was an assistant coach, he got suspended for four matches. Anis Djokovic, who is an assistant coach, but I believe he's actually the goalkeeper coach for the Michigan Stars. He was suspended for one match. And Kotero Meta, he is a midfielder for the Stars. He was suspended for one match. Now, I know there was a lot of drama going on and the reaction we saw on social media and channels about this fight uh, from the league. This is what the ramifications are that involve those coaches and players. I'm a bit surprised it was small. I, I was expecting it to be a, a little bigger <laughs> only because on the videos I've we were seeing all over social media, it looked like there was a lot more than that. But the league you know, said it did its investigation, and this was the result from that investigation and interviews. So I know the commissioner, John Pruch, he also had mentioned in the press release that they will not conduct this type of behavior and it cannot be tolerated and that there will be no exceptions and that their expectation is that the severity of the suspensions and fines will be a determinant, determinant excuse me, from it happening again. So I know on social media there was a lot of reaction about this. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, when the Maryland Bobcats had two players, said racers who are referee, the team kicked those players out and the league was quick to get a two-year suspension. But for something like this, they're so they're moving slow. So I know I saw a lot of that chatter on social media and all that stuff. But I think the one that's going to be curious is with these suspensions. Well, I know people were chuckling a bit on social media about, oh, the 2024 season. But there's only one coach who was at risk of that. But with the Stars, they said – now, the league said in, that the suspensions were in place. But I know for – Prior to this announcement, which this announcement was made on October 17th, the Stars did have a game against Albion that weekend. And I saw on social media there was chatter about the Stars took a while to get back in the field for the second half, and that there was talk about one of the spent coaches was out there and somehow stuck on the field. I'm kind of like, look, if you got players and coaches that are suspended, why are they traveling with the team? That just makes no sense. You should leave them at home in Michigan or for the LA force case back in LA. They should not travel if you're going to be on the road, you know? So I wasn't there. I didn't get a chance to watch that game, but I did see there was chatter about that. So who knows? I guess if we get Hector on the show at some point, we'll ask him about that because I know he was there. So we will see what happens with that. But based on how things are going right now, Katara Med, he already served that suspension. 
and Stokovic, you already started that suspension. And for Remy Tosavar, it looks like, because the Stars, remember, they had that game against Albion, and then they had the two games against Club Lyon. So he has one more suspension remaining against um, the Stars. Semifinal match, we don't know who that's going to be, but that will be that final game that he would spend it for. And then for the LA Force, their player, their player and coach, well, the LA Force only had one game. That was against Gold Star yesterday. And then he will be suspended for the quarterfinal round. And then for Castillas, if they make it the semifinal round, that should be his last suspension. But he will be available for the final. So that is that. Now, let's talk about another piece of news. This one should not be surprising to anybody. Chattanooga FC secure the League Cup. Now, when he said first made this announcement, I was a bit confused because I'm thinking, wait a minute. We're not getting mixed up with the League Cup and MLS, right? Like, this happened, like, months ago. But no. As you know, in soccer, whoever is the top team in the regular season in the other leagues, like NWSL and MLS, is usually the Sports Shield. But for Nisa, it's going to be the League Cup. And for Chattanooga FC, the boys in blue, they secured that after winning the previous week, being City Union 2-0. And with that result, they clinched the first round bye, and they will host the semifinal and finals if they reach that stage. Uh, as you know, the boys in blue, they've been a top team all season long. And what's been the highlight for the Chattanooga FC that impressed me is during that run, they went unbeaten for 17 matches. Like, Chattanooga FC, as a, te- said, as a team that's on a mission, they want to win that Nisa championship, something that they felt they should have had last year, and they're going for it. And with the way Coach Rod Underwood has built that squad, you know, I have no reason to doubt that going into the playoffs, Chattanooga FC is the clear favorite. Now, I know the Stars, the Bobcats, Albion, LA Force, City Union might have something to say about that. But look, Chattanooga FC—they've cleared, they've been, they've made it clear they've been the, the, the best team, and you're gonna have to put their best foot if you're the opponent to try to beat this team. So, congrats to the boys in blue. Uh, the league also mentioned here that Cal United Strikers FC, they were awarded the League Cup last year. Alrighty. Next piece of news we got here is Nisa did send me an email earlier this morning to confirm the playoff seedings, but there was some confusion because the first email I got, they didn't mention the Wednesday matchup between Club Leon and Chattanooga FC, but then they clarified later on saying that that match is still going to happen and on the 25th. But then when I look through the seedings, I'm like, wait a minute, they got, well, Chattanooga FC and Michigan Star, that's one and two. But then they got Albion against City Union. I was like, wait a minute, that can't be right. And then LA Force against the Maryland Bobcats. I'm like, that. I don't think that's right. So when I checked on the league website, the league website should be correct, and that's based on the table here. And... They got posted here on the website, the, the, the schedule. So we're going to roll with this one. So on October 28th, Albion, San Diego, the number three seed. I'm sorry, the number four seed 
Now I'm getting it mixed up. <laughs> Albion San Diego, number four seed, will host the number five seed, Maryland Bobcats FC, on Saturday, October 28th, in the NISA quarterfinals. That match will kick off at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And then on Sunday, we have the number three seed, LA Force, hosting the number six seed, City Union. For the NISA quarterfinals, that match will kick off at 9 p.m. Eastern Time as well. All right, so that is your playoff matches for the weekend. And we'll preview those later on in a later episode later this week. Now, let's talk about the U.S. Open Cup qualifiers for round three results. We had one NISA Nation team left and a couple NISA affiliated teams that are still in there. Let's start with the Midwest Premier League clash between Chicago House AC and Edgewater Castle FC. Now, just to let you guys know, I was not at that game. I was busy finishing up soccer highlights for boys soccer playoff action in Naperville. And but I'm happy to see Chicago House. They did win that game. I know A.R. Smith scored a goal, and they beat Edgewater Castle 3-1. to one. So Chicago House will be moving on to round four. Chicago House, as we say, up the house. They're trying to do what they did this year. They won the qualifiers last year and made it to the tournament proper, made it through round three. And now this year, they are one win away from doing that again for 2024. So good luck to the house. Temecula FC, a.k.a. the Qualls, they were also in action this past weekend. They beat Santa Monica Surf 3-1. Goals were from Donovan Wilson, um, Fed Luquez, and Diego Vell. And they all scored goals to push Temecula FC through the fourth round of qualifying next month. Nova FC defeated Jens United 2-1. Goals were from Bernardo Mahano and Jean Oilmong. I hope I pronounced that right. But Northern Virginia Football Club, they won representing the EPSL and they advanced to round four in qualifying. New York Pan Freedoms, another EPSL side, they won 3 0 against the New York Renegades FC and will move on to the final round of qualifying. Irvine Zeta FC, they needed to go to the penalty kicks. As they defeated Escondido FC 10 9 after the match ended in a 1 1 draw to advance, advance, excuse me, to round four of qualifying. The round four draw has not been made yet, but once it has been made, we will let you know. And those matches are supposed to be played on November 18th and 19th. But congrats to Chicago House AC, Temecula FC, Nova FC, New York Pantsipian Freedoms, and Irvine Zeta FC. Now we got one more piece of news. Arizona Monsoon FC, which is supposed to be the latest expansion team set to join NISA next year. Breaking news, guys. They have an Instagram account. Still no X account. Still no Facebook account that I can find. But they have an Instagram account. So you can follow them at AZ Monsoon FC. And they posted on there recently that the club can confirm that they will take the field in NISA in March 2024 and that the player trials 
will be announced in the next couple of weeks. All right, everyone. So that is what's the latest news from around the NISA League. Now let's catch you up on what's going on in the NISA Nation. All right, everyone, let's catch you up on what's going on in NISA Nation as they are completing week eight in the fall season. Now, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we are recording on a Sunday, so I do not have all the results in yet. So I'll just go over the results that we have so far. We have Ocelot Academy FC beating Olympiacos CA 9-0. to zero. And then we have Lions United FC 2, Las Vegas Legends FC 2, Desert FC 2, Ocelot LAFC 0. And then there was a match scheduled in the Texas region, um, but I noticed when I checked on the schedule for Nisa Nation, it said that match has been forfeited. It was supposed to be between TS Almeida FC versus FC Dallas Dynamo. Now, I did some looking around on the website, and I had noticed when I checked on the table for the Texas region, it listed that the Texas region matches from the weekend were listed as forfeits for FC Dallas Dynamo and Texas Premier SC. So it looks like, based on the table, FC Dallas Dynamo and the Texas Premier SC have forfeited all their matches for the remainder of the season, and they only have Matias Almeida FC, FC Brownsville, and AC Houston Sur left on the, on, on the schedule, that's currently on the schedule, for the remaining games in the Texas region for the fall season. So those were the results that I have so far. Now let's talk about Nisa Nation Player of the Week honors. So... The first one we got from AC Houston, sir, for Andre Rivas. He was selected as the Nisa Nation Player of the Week for September 25th to October 1st. Rivas had scored two goals and had an assist for AC Houston, sir, in their 5-3 victory over FC Dallas Dynamo. And so congrats to him for getting the nomination for the Nisa Player of the Week. For September 25th to October 1st. Next one we have is from the Las Vegas Legends FC. Midfielder Brandon Vargas. He was selected as the Nisa Nation Player of the Week for October 2nd to the 8th. Vargas scored the decisive goal for Las Vegas Legends FC in a 1-0 victory over FC Golden State Force at Faith Lutheran High School in Las Vegas. And... Uh, it did mention on here that he has been an offensive threat on multiple levels and even owns Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup goal after scoring in a win over Park City Red Wolves back in 2022. And then we have one just announced back on October 18th for Temecula FC. Ford Amved Luquez was selected as the Nisa Nation Player of the Week for October 9th to the 15th. Luez 
scored. Well, I think well, there's a, looks like there's a typo here on this press release here. I don't know if it's they got the first part spelled L U Q U E Z, and the second part spelled L U G U E Z. So I'm not sure which one to go with here, but those are the cues on here twice. So we'll just roll with that. So. Luquez, he scored three goals in eight minutes for Temecula FC in a 13-0 route over Lobos FC at Patricia H. Birdsall Sports Park on Saturday, October 14th. Uh, he's a native of Nicaragua, and he scored Temecula FC's Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup second-round qualifying win over Marita Soccer Academy uh, that he previously played professionally with Real Madrid FC and Managua FC. So congrats to those guys on winning the nomination for the NISA Nation Player of the Week for the past couple weeks since our last episode. There was also another big news announced from NISA Nation. They announced a new affiliation with another amateur soccer league, this time the Metroplex Premier League. So Nisa Nation, they announced this back on October 18th, and it gives them a presence or somewhat affiliation with a, a league in the presence in North Texas. Uh, so this is a, a big deal for Nisa Nation as they look to continue to grow the Texas region down the road. So I'll just read you some quotes here. This one from Nisa Nation director Matt Morse. Quote, the Metroplex Premier League structure, standards, and level of competition is segment to none in North Texas, and we are excited for the future. With the improved affiliation process, our regional Premier League affiliations, affiliates excuse me, share in NISA Nation's vision to work alongside each other for the growth of the game. The future for the Metroplex Premier League is bright, and we look forward to offering their players and clubs NISA's professional pathway. End quote. And uh, I'll read you another one here from the Metroplex Premier League president, Jorge Jivera. Quote, partnering with NISA and NISA Nation gives the leagues and clubs the opportunity to look to the future and plan for growth. If clubs in North Texas really aspire to grow their brands and organizations into professional, man professionally managed clubs, the Metroplex to NISA Nation connection is the best way to help achieve that goal. NISA Nation is the pinnacle of amateur soccer and having that pathway to NISA give the players the opportunity to dream, end quote. So, of course, as you guys know, anytime NISA Nation has announced a new affiliation, um, their teams will be eligible, well, they've been eligible to compete in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup qualifying rounds, and then they will also have access to the NISA Independent Cup. And... It also states here in the press release that the Metro Premier League does have a working partnership with the Gulf Coast Premier League, which used to be affiliated with Nisa Nation, but is not anymore. So that was one piece of news since our last episode. The other big news that was announced, this was back on October 12th, is that Nisa announces the National Championship Tournament for Nisa Nation and the regional Premier League affiliates. So this is something that I was aware of they had been working on, but it is now official that they announced the 2023 NISA Nation National Championship, 
which will be a four-team tournament to be held later this year on December 1st through December 3rd in Southern California at Championship Stadium in Irvine. So this is pretty cool. Um, it says here the clubs representing each active Nissan Nation region, as well as affiliate clubs from the Cascadia Premier League, Eastern Premier Soccer League, the Florida Gold Coast League, the Mountain Premier League, and the Southwest Premier League are eligible to participate. And it says here in the press release that Eastern Premier Soccer League champion Northern Virginia FC is the first club to claim a spot at the NISA Nation National Championship. And that the other three semifinals will be determined from a regional playoff. So we will have the first one between NISA Nation Southwest Region Champion versus the Southwest Premier League Pacific Premier League Champion on November 18th. And then we have the NISA Nation Pacific Region Champion versus the Southwest Premier League SoCal Premier League Champion on November 18th. And then match three says here will be the, the winners between the first game and the second game. They will face each other on November 19th. And then for match four, it'll be the Mountain Premier League Champion versus the Cascadia Premier League Champion. And that date is to be determined. All right, so let me read you a quote here once again from Nisa Nation Director Matt Morse on this national championship. Quote, the Nisa Nation National Championship is a key piece for the regional leagues to compete and even grow in a crowded space of men's soccer in the United States. The need for a true champion is obvious. There can be as many as four or five every year. Again, some of our regional league affiliates have been around so much longer than any of the professional leagues, and we can and we want to harness that history to create a better future. Our intent is for the NISA National NISA Nation, excuse me, National Championship to be a culminating event on our calendar. End quote. So that is the latest on that. The first semifinal match for the 2023 Nisa Nation National Championship will be on Friday, December 1st. It says here, Nisa Nation Texas champion from the Texas region versus Eastern Premier League EPSL champion. And then for the semifinal two, okay, so the first part's qualifiers, and then this is the, the tournament format. So the second match, which is on Friday, December 1st, Nisa Nation Pacific slash Southwest Premier League champion versus uh, Cascadia Premier League slash Mountain Premier League. I guess whoever wins the other, whoever wins the other qualifying round uh, for that will play in that other semifinal. And then, of course, the 2023 Nisa Nation National Championship match will be on Sunday, December 3rd. So that is that game and that will be on of course fifa plus so that is the latest we got on what's going on in nisa nation over the past couple of weeks now let's get ready to talk about for my final thoughts previewing the final midweek match for the regular season on wednesday as chattanooga fc hosts club leone fc
All right, everyone, let's quickly preview the final regular season match in NISA for the 2023 season as Chattanooga FC will host Club De Leon FC on Wednesday, October 25th. Of course, this match was originally rescheduled from September 23rd when that game was supposed to be played in Florida, but Club Leon couldn't secure the venue or the league said the league, the field need repairs or something, all this stuff. So now Club Leon will go on the road for their final match in their inaugural season. Now these teams will only play each other once. This is back on June 24th in that match and in a 1-1 draw back in Fort Finley. And with Chattanooga FC, I, I'm not sure what to expect. I would if I don't think Coach Ron, I could be wrong, but I just don't think he would want to risk putting some stars in there, knowing that you already got the number one seed locked up. You know you have a bye to the semifinal, which would be on November 5th. But at the same time, you know, you got to think about last year too. You know, they rested some players and they had that long break to do all these reschedules and they had like one game in like a month or something. And, you know, we all know how last season ended for Chattanooga FC. You don't want to repeat at that. So I would think Coach Ronderwood would probably put some stars. I don't think he's going to put everybody in there, but I think he'll put some stars in there, probably put a different goalkeeper in there, different players in there. Because like I said, Chattanooga FC, this game won't, won't mean anything. You know, like they've already locked up everything they need for the playoffs. And for Club Leon, they are just playing for pride at this point. It's been a really crazy season for them. We've heard all kinds of rumors about what that club's been dealing with from not paying players and allegedly and, you know, the stadium issue that happened with Daytona and how they got kicked out and they've been kind of trying to find a home in Central Florida somewhere and their ownership and all this stuff, all kinds of stories on Club Leon. And you kind of wonder what could have been because for a while, you know, Club Leon started off slow, then they got hot. They thought they were going to be one of those expansion teams that made the playoffs. And then all chaos went loose and they didn't play for two months and you thought they weren't going to play. And then all of a sudden, oh, they're playing now. So it's been crazy for Club Leon, to say the least. But look, I know Club Leon, this team is going to probably want to finish the season strong. You got these players that are probably playing for jobs, whether in NISA or different leagues. I'm sure they, they're going to put it a, a, a solid effort. And Chattanooga FC, like I said, I would expect they're going to have some, probably some reserve players that play, maybe some young players out there, and some of the starters, not all of them, but some of them. But they're going to be at home at Fort Finley, and I'm not expecting anything different. I, I think Chattanooga FC is going to get a win. I'll go with a 2-1 win just to keep it close. We'll go with a 2-1 win in this one. And Chattanooga FC, if they get that win on Wednesday, they will finish with 52 points. So not bad for Chattanooga FC. I know there's been rumors about them as far as their potential to destination for next year. But <laughs> as far as in NISA, look, 
Chattanooga FC, they've been a model club that's done very well and their time in Nisa and with the fan base they got there. And I've, I've been to Chattanooga, haven't been there in a while. Uh, we'll, we'll see if I can make it there next month, assuming they make it to the final. But I've last time I was in Chattanooga was in 2019. Back then they were in the Founders Cup, the MPSL, and they were playing Napa Valley FC. And uh, seeing all the fans there and everything, it was pretty cool. I was out with my friends. They live in Dalton, Georgia, not too far from Chattanooga. And after the game, we went to Sticky Fingers and got some good Tennessee barbecue there. So, you know, love Chattanooga. It's been well overdue. We'll see if I can make it there next month. But, uh, yeah, you know, Chattanooga FC, the boys in blue. I expect they're going to get a W in this one. And we'll see who they face. Their opponent is to be determined. But it looks like with the playoffs being set that they'll play the winner between Albion and Maryland Bobcats in the second round. So should be a good matchup. And speaking of the playoffs, I will preview the playoff matchups later this week. I'm trying to work to see if I can get some interviews to kind of preview the upcoming playoff matches for this weekend. As we mentioned, we got Albion San Diego hosting the Maryland Bobcats and we have LA Force hosting City Union. So those are our playoff matches for this upcoming weekend. Once I get an interviews or a couple interviews, whatever I can get confirmed, I will let you guys know. And with that, it is time to close out the show, guys. All right, everyone, that will conclude this edition of the Nisa Today FC podcast. If you guys like the show and have any comments, feedback, or suggestions, you can reach out to me on X. My handle is at JT underscore Taylor 88. You can also reach out to me on the Nisa Today FC Instagram page. And if you want to keep up with all the latest updates on the show, as I mentioned, you can follow us on our social media handles. We're on Facebook at Nisa Today FC. We're also on Instagram at Nisa underscore Today FC. We're on X at Nisa underscore Today FC. We're also on threads at Nisa underscore Today FC at threads.net. You guys enjoy the one lonely midweek matchup on Wednesday between Chattanooga FC and Club Leon FC. And of course, don't forget about the playoffs later this week. Very exciting week in Nisa as the 2023 season winds down. So we'll keep you up to date on what's happening on all things Nisa, Nisa Nation, and more. All right, everyone. You guys enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll see you next time.